0: Welcome to your effing forties. I'm Leanne McCloud Golka, and I'm Corey Harding. Thanks for listening.
1: We hope you enjoy it. And welcome back to your effing forties. Hey, Leanne.
0: Hey, Corey. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. You know, dealing with forty-four. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're, yes, your mid forties. Yeah, I'm not impressed. No. I'm not. Impre- no, shit's breaking down, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> Some days are good, and I feel like I'm 20. Some days I feel like I'm 70 to 100, but, you know, it just depends on the day. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. Hanging out in isolation, you know, right. other than seeing you. But, yeah. And uh, going to school on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and uh, macroeconomics. It's been a exciting <laughs> you journey. You see, the,
0: my eyes just glazed over a little.
1: <laughs> yeah. This week was pretty interesting. We were sort of talking about the fact that we don't do video and we don't do all that stuff and that we just want to sort of have these conversations. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of right-leaning people got deplatformed this week off of uh, social media, including an entire application that promotes free speech got deplatformed and their servers taken away. I heard and about their that. apps taken away. So it's an interesting time to actually to just be in the media business, yes. uh, you know, if we are even calling ourselves in the media business.
0: I feel that we give the listeners a lot of what they want, right? We're hoping to hear from you guys. Like, come on, you guys, let us know you're out there. Start messaging us. Don't ask me about what I do or any personal stuff, you know, regarding (laughs)
1: lingerie
0: or Chris and drag, because I'm a little tired of the messages, honestly. No, just kidding. (laughs) Reach out to us. But, yeah, being in the media right now, I think um, we have to be careful about our opinions because we don't want to be deplatforming. We want to continue to bring you entertainment, Because God forbid you have freedoms of speech anymore. God forbid we used to, we don't, let's be honest.
1: Well, they're trying to tell you it's
0: dangerous, right? And these
1: certain ideas are dangerous and they can incite violence.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, If you talk it out, you know, you're going to be violent. God, I mean, really all in all right now, who's going to be civilized? You're locked up you're not allowed to do anything. You're being treated like a two-year-old. You have a curfew. You're not allowed to do this. Like it's all over the place right now. It's like we have a bunch of really bad parents that need some parenting courses, And that's what I'm going to point out with politics. They need some parenting courses. I'm a proud Calgarian. I am. I've been here a long time. So have you. And really, when you live here, you love Calgary. And a lot of time you don't leave. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you if you leave then. That's your choice. You come back. You come back because it's a great place to be. So if you guys listened to our show last week, I said, you've got a choice. You either comply and you behave yourself. You don't. You either go to jail or you get fined. So we can say this stuff right now. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's actual. We're not not spreading lies. People are being arrested right now. Today, I don't know all the details, but I know... Yeah. Former premier of this province. So. Yeah, his great-niece was arrested for opening a dog salon, which was a haircutting place, but she's, she's proving a point. Yeah.
1: She opened a haircutting salon yeah. under the guise of a dog salon yeah. because
0: they're still allowed to Bring operate. your dogs, get a haircut. You yeah. know? But there was no stipulation on this, right? It, yeah. The dogs could still get haircuts. Yeah, I don't know how you feel. I'm pretty sure you're done with sitting around. Yeah,
1: I am. What we understand of viruses, they don't take holidays. So why did the flu take a holiday this uh, year? The
0: kids are back at school. Are you kidding me? I was like driving down uh, Canyon Meadows Drive yesterday and they're all no mass beating yeah. each other up and playing around. I'm like, yeah. yeah, here we go again. You know, and it's, so this would have been, I don't know if I'm- Well, I'm kids just... don't
1: transmit it amongst each other. That's what the studies are showing, for one. Kids get coronavirus from their adults, from the adults they're around. That's what they're figuring out. That's one of the reasons why kids can sort of be with each other. They don't transmit it. They're not transmitting it. Yeah, they're not high transmitters of it. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't understand because it's it germy it
0: for out. everything else. Not to be <clears throat> rude, but they are. Uh,
1: yeah, but this is the uh, interesting dynamics of this particular virus. And it's, is it a
0: disease or a virus? Though it's a That's a virus. The thing. Is that what it? That, it's because they call it a disease sometimes. So I'm like, is That's, it a disease or a virus? Yeah, it's coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've heard on the news the disease. I'm like, it's not a disease. Disease is... Um, Infectious, right, is what they it, consider it. Well,
1: you're, you're thinking of the difference between uh, virus and bacteria, I think.
0: I don't know. Either way, it's got to stop. We're <laughs> bored with it. We want to get back to normal. Everybody.
1: Yeah. Until then, we're going to continue to uh, broadcast and uh, phone our friends and talk Randomly. to them and yeah. catch
0: up with them. And uh, new people. We got new people. We got Matt Blaze today, who's quite well-known in the music scene.
1: Yeah. He's kind of a big deal in general. Yeah has won a few awards here at the Calgary music awards. I think uh, he won a whole bunch of them the year that I was uh, MC there. Yeah, And he was on tour. He couldn't even accept them.
0: He just played at the gray Eagle with his band back in November at shows of 2020. So before everything shut down. So he was actually nervous about coming in. So he's coming. We have our old sponsor, John William Wade from CIR reality. I can't speak today. Probably the whiskey, right? Um, (laughs) he's yeah, we're checking in with him. Yeah, thank you, Dusty. Checking in with him today, seeing how everything is going because we haven't talked to him and seen him. He was show 11, and I believe he was before you, wasn't Mm he? Yeah, so he was still in the days of Paul, but actually, Corey was there for that show. Oh, okay, I'm pretty sure you were there for that show.
1: You recorded a few, yeah, I remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was at the Beggar during shutdown. We were using that as a studio at one point, yeah. But yeah, so we're looking forward to talking to everybody and we're going to continue through the next while to uh, connect with brand new talent as well as we are going to bring some old people on, like the ones that we missed through, and then even just call random human beings. So get ready, guys. You have no idea. I'll just make sure you're available that day and I won't even tell you I'm recording (laughs) till after. oh wait that's against the law isn't it <laughs> i believe it is so, yeah Sorry. oh Sorry. so many rules <laughs> okay so thank you for joining us again it's show 42 is it yeah all right i'm pretty sure 41 is it 41 or 42 no, i think
1: you're right i think it's 42 let's do this yeah let's give our first guest a call Hi, welcome to the show yeah again yeah. yeah nice to talk to you guys again
0: yeah, well, I mean, this time you're with Corey, right? Because Corey was it was Paul last time. Oh, well,
1: that's true, yeah. Well,
0: I, mean, I saw joke. Corey
2: in the lobby area, but yeah, you're right. Not yeah, the, the
0: peacock the joke, remember that?
2: <laughs> yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that. I usually see the jokes coming. I didn't see that one coming.
0: No, I don't think any of us did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing? Doing really well, actually. I feel very blessed that it's, uh, it's gone as well as it has. And, you know, we've been able to help a lot of people and, I mean, it's, uh, the banks are basically giving money away. So when you keep the interest rate as low as you have, it creates a market that uh, people can you know, do things with, right? Right. Even with businesses, we're seeing people who are now wanting to sell and have to sell, and they're going to do it at a reasonable price. And the buyers, uh, some people have lost their jobs and they're not going to get the jobs back. So they need to buy a business.
0: Right.
1: It's so are yeah, you seeing a lot of, of turnover now in like commercial real estate?
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's been crazy because if you, if you even drive downtown, you'll
0: see signs in front of a you know, high rise building. I've been seeing them, them all bills. over like the rental things for businesses. Yeah. 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 Cause I've been Which watching, is, I've been actually on uh, a lot of your websites and stuff and I've been checking out the price of housing right now and stuff like that.
2: To be honest, overall, that section has gone up a little bit. Yeah, you know, marginally it's gone up a bit. Oh yeah, because especially on the lower end, because now it's if you've been paying rent of let's say I'm mean, your average main floor probably rent out for twelve hundred dollars for three bedrooms. Yeah, and you know you could buy the same house that you're renting just the main floor and be paying roughly the same amount. Right. 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 So I mean the interest rates are that low, right? And then also you have people who are buying second or third houses to rent them out. Because they know they can cash flow it, so both the landlords and renters are buying, and that's why you're seeing on the lower end, things under 400, 450, you're seeing the prices even go up slightly.
0: Okay.
1: Interesting.
2: Rents have gone up a little bit as well because now you're seeing more people having to rent. So I'd say, you know, informally, um, you know, again. Depends on what you're renting. If you're renting apartments, that's a different animal altogether. But, you know, renting of houses. So I've been watching rents creep up a little bit. Probably up, you know, between 5%, maybe even 10% in some cases.
0: Yeah, I actually noticed that online. I've been taking a look at all of that. Yeah. Are people uh, moving out of the city centers? Have you seen a trend
1: any which way? Trending on that, eh?
2: Not a whole lot because, there. I mean, there are some people who are moving out, but then there's other people moving in. So it it seems to be fairly balanced. You know, it's, it's balanced. And there's a lot of people who are out there saying, well, wait, wait a minute here. I mean, these apartment condos, they used to be four hundred and fifty, five hundred. Now I'm getting them for three fifty. dollars Yeah. Maybe that's not a bad idea because then when this does turn around I'm downtown, it's convenient and I'm getting something for a lot less than it used to be.
0: Yeah. So the downtown core has dropped quite a bit then.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. even the commercial leasing downtown is still 25% vacancy. Yeah. You know, and actually to be honest, that stat is actually skewed as well because there's a whole section of people or companies that are leasing downtown. They're paying the common area cost, but they're not paying rent. Right. So the vacancy rates are actually technically higher than twenty-five. It would be nice if as a city we started to have some leadership in terms of attracting other corporations to come here. Yeah. You know, we have done we have done that in the past. We haven't been doing that. I think we got kind of lazy or maybe even arrogant because uh, we just thought, well, why would you want to live in Toronto? Well, mm. you know, you can live here. Why do you want to live in Vancouver? You could live here. So it's cheaper. But cheaper is not the only thing that drives people. You know, they need to have incentives to come to the city. And, you know, this year is an election year for our city. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it would be nice. I, you know, and I haven't heard him much talk. I sit on committees and things and there's a new initiative coming out that will be read in front of city hall on monday where it should streamline for some of the businesses in certain areas of the city to you know not have to pay as much in terms of getting their licensing for opening the business good however i mean i know those are very positive but i really do believe that we need to start as a city sending i mean we, we had that whole contest with amazon right And that was nice. I mean, you know, we we didn't come close. I know people were shocked here. That just tells you when big companies are looking at our city, they still don't see, you know, we're competing against other cities that are willing to give incentives, And we don't do that.
0: So we were actually talking about this just before we phoned you. When you live here, you're very, you know, you're proud, right? Being a Calgarian. I'm very proud of being a Calgarian. Right. And the way that people are, are acting and behaving because of everything that's going on and, and a lot of the political stuff that's been going on, how hard it's been, because you're not still proud, but you see other people that aren't treating their city like they should be, even financially, right? So the decisions well, that you're talking uh, about, I really like.
2: Well, and, and the other thing is it makes for good press when you show an individual who you know, has lost their job and you know maybe lost their house my heart always goes out to those people, of course. But what we tend to forget here is we do tend to forget our smaller businesses. Yeah. We'll sometimes give them a shout out, you know, just around Christmas. They said, well, instead of shopping on Amazon, try and support your local businesses. And we saw a little bit of that happening. Yeah. But, you know, we tax our businesses so heavily. We have so much red tape. Yeah. And try and get them going that, you know, they've been suffering and, and, and so a lot of times people think of these business owners as these wealthy, you know, bourgeois. And, you know, they think, oh, well, you know, that there's just more to give, more to give, more to give. And that's why our property taxes residentially are fairly cost effective, you know, because it's on the backs of the commercial people. And what we forget is that each one of those businesses, you know, the owners have non-voting shareholders, I call them, when they you know, have to go home to at night. And then yeah. also they have their families that, that work for them that all have their non-voting shareholders. Yeah. They have some money to put some bread on the table. But we forget about them and we just think that they have an unlimited ability to increase their pricing. And we've gotten to that point where I don't think that they can anymore. And we're yeah. seeing businesses pack up, left, right and center, not to be negative, but it's a, it's a reality. It's not because of COVID. COVID no. just exposed it. Yeah. And so we were already seeing, you know, for example, we were seeing the retail industry getting gobbled up by the likes of Amazon or eBay. We were, seeing, yeah. we're seeing <laughs> Shell International has already given an edict, internal memo that went out that they are going to cut their uh, floor plate, their Lisa floor plate, by 50% around the world in the next oh. two years. Because they now know that, you know, they need an office space, but not as much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So people can work from home. Yeah. And if they're doing that, you can guarantee that all these other companies are thinking,
1: looking at that too.
0: Yeah.
2: So who's going to come from behind them into
1: downtown? Yeah.
2: And, and, scary and prospect, pay that exorbitant
1: and, tax rate.
2: Again, we look at the landlords, you know, the commercial landlords because I know a lot of them.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: they'll say, oh, well, they're wealthy. And well, no, know they're, well, I mean, they're not poor, but they also, they have expenses. Yeah. And so these tax rates that go up, they become what's called area Common area cost or, uh, or off cost on the lease, and so that they have to raise that up because they have to cover the taxes, insurance, everything of the building. Yeah. And yeah. then what happens is they can't charge as much on the lease to their tenants, and if they don't do that, well, then they don't they don't cover their mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's a dominoes, and yeah. so that's why you have to really be careful right now. And I think the best solution would be if if Calgary had a division where they went out and started attracting businesses with possibly tax breaks or have them come in. Because if we bring in a company that has a 1,000 employees, well, that helps the whole economy. That's that's yeah. the whole tax base, right? Yeah. They're all buying properties. They're all going to be renting or, or buying, and, and then that helps to pay for our infrastructure. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sell your city out. I mean, some cities go a little far with it, but why not give some kind of incentive? Yeah. You know? We have a beautiful city. I'm a very proud Calgary, I've lived overseas, but I still call Calgary home. But it's just it's a shame that, that we just take it for granted, and we have to sell it
0: to other people who have never been here. So why aren't you running? <laughs> 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 ah, see, you started this. You started this. So I'm just asking, you know, why haven't you decided to get on board with that, or are you and you haven't told me yet?
2: Well, you know, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of already on board in some way. Like I, I'm the secretary of the International Avenue BRZ. Yeah. So we represent the 420 businesses along 17th Avenue Southeast. And I've been on it for 10 years and we've promoted the interest of Forest Lawn, Southview, Pembroke, all, that whole avenue, right? Yeah. For the last 10 years. And so all the renovations that were done on that street, I was the secretary of that. And we've, you know, promoted the interests, right? So that's why, you know, there's certain programs that we're looking at that will hopefully make it easier for businesses and cheaper for businesses to run. And we have programs where we remove graffiti along the avenue. If a window gets smashed, we have a fund that we try to draw from to help that business owner replace her window if it's oh, not insured. Great. Yeah. So we do all those types of things. And so in a way, I'm kind of already doing it. I've been doing it for 10 years.
0: Well, I don't, I, but like I said, I'd wear your button if you're campaigning. Be like vote for John instead of vote for Pedro. <laughs>
1: You're like, vote
0: John. Well,
2: I, I appreciate that. I, you know, uh, you never know. You never know.
0: Well, if you do, you better let us know.
1: <laughs> well, we certainly uh, appreciate you coming on the show
0: and all the support you've given our show. Yeah, you've given us a lot of support yeah. over the years. So, no,
2: yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I like what you're doing with it because it's raw and it's unvarnished, and you just, you know, get down with different topics. And it's for a group of people who sometimes feel they're over the hill, right? Yeah. I don't consider myself over the hill at all. I I mean, maybe I'm sliding down the hill a little faster, but uh,
1: (laughs) not as fast as
0: I am.
2: I just use use the momentum. I'm I'm enjoying it.
0: (laughs) Well, you enjoy it. My body's falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on. We're gonna bring you back, John. We'd like to, you know, as soon as we get the shows up and running too at the Blind Beggar, we'd like to have you out again. A wing
2: absolutely i look forward to that because i mean they've done a whole renovation over there and changed yeah. the menu and everything so
1: yeah. yeah it's fabulous
2: i mean it's nice to be able to reach out to people because when they hear things and you know it's not necessarily a polished thing I, I don't think i'm a polished speaker it's just nice that you can just be real on your show
0: right? vote for john okay anyways we love you long time thanks for all your support <laughs> we gotta let you yes. go and we okay. will bring you back i'll send you the links and is there anything you want to say to everybody
2: be proud to be Calgarian, but don't keep it under your hat. Share it with other
0: people. Awesome. The
1: Fing 40 Show is sponsored by Tight Fit Drywall.
0: Dark Age Creations.
1: Swamp Donkey Amplifiers. And
0: Blind Bagger Smokehouse. Hello. Hi, Matt. It's Leanne and Corey.
1: How you
3: doing?
0: Hey, how are you? Good. Sorry we're late. We had to put batteries in gear.
3: No worries at all.
0: How you doing?
3: I am doing well. I'm just chilling at home. Going to make myself a cocktail. and Good, good. Look forward to a chat.
0: Very awesome. nice. Very nice. Thanks for coming on our show. No problem. I know you're a little wary. Eventually we'll get in the studio when it's not so weird.
3: You know, when, when the world is completely different from how it is. It's, it's hard to imagine. But one right? day.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. We're going back to normal. No. And, uh, we'll find some a different respite. Normal.
0: Yeah. A different normal. Yeah.
3: What what is normal anyway? Yeah.
0: Uh really? Yeah. Especially now.
1: <laughs> yeah. What have yeah. what have you so, been doing, uh, out of the ordinary? I mean, just trying to keep sane. I don't do
3: well with boredom. So I've tried to just like keep keep busy. In the summer I started doing a bunch of woodworking
0: out Good of my garage. Cool.
3: Just Building some shelves and and simple decorative Pinteresty things. I would sort of perfect one skill and then I would build some things and try to sell them and and then work on something more complicated. So now that it's colder though, I don't have a heated garage, so I can't go out there as as willingly.
1: You just got to work faster,
0: That's right? Not- or l- layer. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then, but then all your
0: layers, you're just like pulling sawdust out of your Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> icky and gross for sure. You, you had that, a show been, on stage, did you not, in November?
3: I did. I played at the Blues Can.
0: Okay, that's in, where it was. Okay. In November.
3: I think that's the one. That seems like 10 years ago, but.
0: I don't know, because there was one where I saw that was on your post, because <laughs> I stock profiles when I'm bringing them on the show, so I don't want to. Somewhat talking about, but there was a profile right. from the Gray Eagle that you were with your band.
3: We did one at the Gray Eagle. I think that was the one in November. And we did yeah.
0: The,
3: the blues can in December, right before they shut everything down.
0: Okay. Again. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. When we were allowed to, and keeping everyone safe, if if the venue had sort of the precautions, the fish tank to sing in or the plexi to to be behind then yeah. we would explore how can we do a show that will keep everyone safe that will still feel like a concert because we love to play right and yeah. it's been so weird to not see the band members and and to sing the songs that we're like well let's find a way to always make it work if we can so mm-hmm. we've, we did a couple shows throughout 2020 we did one on the back of a, a flatbed trailer.
0: That we That's cool. East,
3: East Village, and we played up to people in their apartment buildings.
0: That is awesome.
3: Where there's a will, there's a way.
0: Yes, I like that. So, how are you feeling about all this?
3: I go back and forth. It's a roller coaster. Right. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Some days uh, are better and easier than others. I've had spurts of creativity. I've had bouts of hopelessness.
0: Yes. Matt, how old are you? I I guess we haven't really had a chance to talk. Now you're on our show. Here we go. What age bracket are you in?
3: I am 34 years old. Going on 80.
0: (laughs) Going on 80? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You've experienced already 40 years into, or 45 years into 35, right?
3: I'm just, you know, I'm an old soul. I wish I could have gone to Woodstock. I live through concert documentaries of bands that I never got the chance to see but 34 on my birth certificate.
0: 34, 34, yeah. but you're like 64. Does that make sense?
3: Well, so spiritually, you know, I'm in my seventies, but okay. I act, but I act like I'm in my twenties. You can't put a number on me. I no. guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's yeah. good that, you know what? That keeps you kind of, you know, I think levels you out. It depends on the day for I, age, right?
3: whether it's my songs or my attitude or just my approach to life, I don't like doing the same thing over and over again. So if I want to live in a different decade for a while or, you know, drink classic cocktails that like nice. my grandfather drank, that'll be one week. And then, you know, maybe a, another time I'll drink Palm Bays. What
0: are you drinking tonight?
3: Well, tonight I'm going to make an old fashioned. I got Ooh. a nice, uh, I got a nice Westward malt whiskey. It's a small batch in Oregon, I think.
0: Oh. And,
3: um, yeah, and I'm going to make an old-fashioned out of that.
0: Very nice. Do you have a family? Like, what's your life like other than music?
3: I got a dog who's looking at me right now, saying Stevie. I got a dog (laughs) named I got a dog named Mezzo,
0: who is
3: a... Yeah, he is a whippet. (gasps) So he's like a... A, a smaller than a greyhound, but yeah. he's like yeah. lank, lanky, short-haired. And I've got a partner who uh, I live with, and she is a dance teacher. So she's in the basement. We built a dance studio in the basement so that she could teach through COVID. So she's on Zoom or something like that. Okay. To her dance studio. So it's been the three of us in this house for, uh, well, whatever, since March, I guess. And... No one's strangled anyone yet. So it must be doing well. It must be love.
0: (laughs) Well, no, no. If you really want to kill each other, it's love. I know I just got married in September. You usually want to murder them. It's usually murder. Not everybody.
1: You got married by the devil. Oh.
0: I got married by the devil. Okay. It doesn't make I guess it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of dance does your uh, partner teach?
3: She teaches ballet, contemporary. Yeah, and she teaches kids from they're like a, a whole bunch of different age groups. She used to teach with the Alberta Ballet School. So I, I danced a lot.
0: I danced for a very long time. A, I love dancing. Good for her. What studio oh, really? is she at? Oh.
3: So right now she's working out of Evolution's dance studio. Evolution? Yeah. Ev- Evolution.
0: Yeah. They're actually on yeah. the internet all over the place with ads and stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, you
3: know, just like so many businesses, creative or not, you know, they're trying to find their own way.
0: Well, you have to.
3: You know, people want to work. And especially when you're working with kids, it's trying to inspire, you know, it's the same with me. I teach guitar. I've got some guitar students and it's a part of their life, right? I mean, I I couldn't imagine if somebody had taken away sports or music from me when I was a kid, right? Because that's, it's, it's a sense of purpose. So, finding a way to do it online is important—not just so that us teachers and us artists can make a living, but it's also important for the kids because it gives them just a little bit of hope or a little bit of normalcy.
0: So, well, yeah, and there's so, nothing normal right now, so. Yeah.
3: nope, that's true. Um, so, what true. is
0: your favorite sport then? If you obviously you like sports, so what's your favorite sport?
3: My favorite sport is for sure baseball. I'm a baseball. huge a huge baseball fan in the summer when I'm not on tour, I play on like five beer league, like softball.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I
3: play on five so that when I'm home from tour, I can play like almost every day of the week. Let's talk about your
0: touring actually. Like, so where have you toured then Matt?
3: In the good times back in the good old days. (laughs) uh, I would tour across Canada as far as I could, as often as I could. So I have never been to the East coast which is a regret or a a goal. I want to get out to uh, Halifax, especially. A lot of my heroes are from Halifax. I do the mountain towns. I get out to Vancouver. I go, you know, northern Alberta, Saskatchewan. We play barn burners and clubs and ski hills. I tour about 50% of the time as a solo artist and 50% of the time with the band.
0: Okay, so, yeah, because I remember when we were talking about bringing the studio, you said you wanted to do it, you know, solo in the studio. Like yeah. When we actually get a chance to bring you in, and hopefully that soon. can't remember who had, I think it was Victoria from The Blind Beggar that had mentioned you.
3: Yes. I actually ran into her. The last time I saw her was a show that I was playing in Golden, B.C. She was skiing or boarding I forget which <laughs> and she had like fallen and broken her leg yep. on the first day of their trip yep. and yep. so she was all bummed out and they came into the bar and she saw me and she lit up and I could tell that she'd had a rough day and so we just got to connect and have a, a little moment based around music because I happened to be in town that's yeah. just sort of the that right there is the magic of of touring, You don't know who you're going to see that or is cool. you know, what's going to come out of it. So, yeah, I don't know if she's listening, but hi, Victoria.
0: Oh, she always <laughs> listens to our show. Yeah. She'll be happy that you gave a shout out to her.
3: Of course, of course.
0: What would you like to get out to your fans? What's your inspirations, like with your music and stuff? What What inspires you to write a song?
3: What inspires me to write a song? I mean, it's kind of different for every song, for me at least. I don't really like to write with a purpose. You know, I don't sit down and say today I'm going to write a radio hit. I wait until something usually frustrates me. I think it's born out of frustration more than anything. That's great. Um, because, you know, if, if everything's going along easy and, and smooth, you know, where's the conflict in that Yeah. and how I sort of resolve, whether it's personal problems or I see, you know, world problems or things, Or the government, something like that, you know, for me to sort of make sense of it in my head, it comes out in lyrics. I'll put a line in my phone that just helps me vent. And then that builds into a song that, you know, is a little bit more angry. But also, I write songs about what I want to happen. I try to find like a a way to twist it and add some hope. So if I'm writing a song about, myself for example I might not write a song about how I'm all sad I might write a song about how I want to be happier yeah you know like I sort of use it not like a guided meditation thing but like as an explanation as a path to get what I want out of life or to get a message across
1: I was going to ask as you were explaining this sort of cathartic nature of of the writing if if you don't find that dangerous to always keep putting yourself in that headspace. But if you're writing it as an escape and a direction forward, then it is a sort of self-healing catharsis, I guess. That's a
0: great way to heal actually, I think, or even deal with anger or frustration. I think I've I, never I, really heard I that out of a lot so. of singers.
3: I think it is. I mean, I try not to think about it too much because yeah. then I find that that's that gets in the way of it. And then you start thinking, let's say you write a lyric and if you go to analyze it, like what if you decide in that moment that you're just twisted or something, you know, like you got to give yourself permission to have that lyric come out of you and then not analyze it too much. Because once it's out of you, it can take on so many different meanings for other people. And if you start to analyze yourself too much, I think that's just a dangerous wormhole to fall into. So I just kind of let it be what it is. I get myself in a particular headspace, and then just what comes out comes out. And if that turns into a song, great. If that song makes it on an album, even better. If it doesn't, it goes in a drawer and somebody can analyze me when I'm dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What kind of advice do you have to upcoming, you know, struggling brand new entertainers in this business right now? I think to be authentic, I guess, and not try to be
3: somebody else, but at the same time, I have a hard time with that question because I don't think I would have listened to anybody when I was starting out. And in, in fact, I intentionally did the opposite of what some people told me because I thought, well, you're where you're at, and that worked for you, but... Imagine all the advice that people gave the Beatles. What if they had listened to people who told them that, you know, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was a horrible name for an album. You know, like, I think that the artist, if they're being authentic, is just going to find their own path. And really the path is what matters because if you skip steps, like, you're sort of missing those opportunities to find yourself or to grow. You have to fail before you succeed, right? And that's the difference between true artists and true bands other than, you know, pop, one-hit wonders singing somebody else's songs. Yeah. That's fine, too, but it's a different kind of art than I do, so I don't really know how to comment
0: you know what? Uh, I understand where you're coming from on that. Being a podcast, everybody's got a podcast right now, right? So, right, we try and be as different as possible. We're not trying to be like everybody else. So, just out to our fans, quick. Between you know, poor Matt, but we're not doing video because <laughs> <laughs> Matt's biggest discussion on, on was like Zoom. I'm like, no, I don't Zoom. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. For me, for an interview, when I'm interviewing you as a guest and stuff, I just want everybody to listen to our voices. And enjoy the show. You don't have to be distracted by us, right? So it's old
3: timey, right? Like essentially we're putting on like a a radio show right now. Yeah. Yeah. And there used to be something, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm this old soul, but I used to love listening to the radio. Back before every Flames game was televised, I would sit in my bedroom listening to the radio. Or there was even what was it? I think it was sex with Sue. Oh, there was like a,
2: a, <laughs> yeah. it, it was on yeah. the
3: radio, yeah. and so yeah. I got a little bit of my sex education from the radio, which makes me sound like I'm 300 years old.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You're only 34." How <laughs> <Right? laughs> yeah. like, well, fast like, it changed! I remember then. sex with Sue. Like, yeah. good for you.
3: <laughs> but but yeah, so so there's totally something to the sound of somebody's voice just giving you the creativity to form your own image it's like reading
0: yeah. you know how
3: it's never as good as the movie right hopefully yeah. this interview has just a, a little bit of a new avenue for people to think about me differently about your podcast differently about yeah. the world differently you don't have a flash of images or youtube ads before everything
0: exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we want to bring you back on the show when we're able to, and I'm going to keep in touch with you. And if you have anything that you'd like us to come and visit when everything opens up, I'd like to see you live. Love to see yeah. you live. When you play, let me know. Corey and I'll come down. Yeah.
3: I would love that. Nothing, honestly, nothing is on the books publicly right now because I'm just not going to set up a whole bunch of stuff to have it cancel again. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. We're right
0: there I with that- you. Right there, because, yeah, I, I mean, we haven't even, sure. corey has got his show, and I've got, we've got our show on The Beggar, so we get it, so. Yeah,
3: but hopefully you stay, you stay well, and everybody, you know, keeps in the back of their mind that we know that live music and art and all that is is a huge community driver, right? So yeah. uh, I really look forward to the shows after. I mean, you think about the Roaring Twenties, right? Yeah. yeah. It followed the last, huge pandemic right yeah people are gonna know how to party in our roaring
0: 20s oh yeah (laughs) we look forward to meeting you matt it was really nice of you to come on our show thank Thank you very much
3: much. thank you so much anytime stay well and uh stay safe everyone thank you